From the Robert and Junie Newman Center for the Performing Arts in Denver, it's the Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza. We're ringing in the holidays with musical guests Isaac Slade from The Fray and his wife Anna. Boulder banjo player Jamie Stone shares some Hanukkah tunes. Denver jazz singer Danette Hollowell tells us how she learned about Kwanzaa. And comedian Josh Blue is here. And much more. I'm Charlie Sampson with Andy Hackbart of La Vida, Colorado and his band Over Yonder. And now here's your host, Ryan Warner. Hello, hello. Welcome to the second annual Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza, a mix of music on stage and conversation on this comfy couch. And I want to start with a tradition I have around my favorite holiday song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It's from the movie Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland. And because I'm a public radio nerd, like you, every year I cue up an interview that the writer of the song did with NPR. Hugh Martin explained that his original lyrics went like this. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. (laughs) Next year, we may all be living in the past. Obviously, Judy Garland refused to have that come out of her mouth, especially because the scene was with a little girl. She said, if I sing that to little Margaret O'Brien, they'll think I'm a monster. And so Hugh Martin eventually wrote some lighter lyrics, but that was not the only request he got to make a change. I got a phone call from Frank Sinatra saying, I'm doing an album called A Jolly Christmas, and I love your song, but it's just not very jolly. Do you think you could jolly it up a little bit for me? So then I wrote the line about hang a shining star upon the highest bough. But we have some very special guests to sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Isaac Slade, frontman of the Denver rock band The Fray, and his wife Anna. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Maybe you take it Next year All our Days of 
What does have yourself a merry little Christmas mean to you? I just, when it comes on, it feels like Christmas sort of, sort of wraps you up. So I just look forward to hearing it. You were pointing out backstage, Isaac, that it was written, I think, during the war. It certainly has a yeah, melancholy in my, note. In my uh, casual Googling, it looked like it was written in 44, which means it was kind of in no man's land. Nobody knew it was going to end the next year. For me, like, a lot of it's just the vibe, like the feel and like the freaking white Christmas, like watching it with popcorn. Like that's, that is Christmas. And <laughs> this song, you know, captures so much of that for me. It's just that purity. And it's not about buying presents and all that stuff, but it is, it is about Bing Crosby and Judy Garland. I heard that you don't just listen to Christmas music at Christmas time, and you are especially fond of the soundtrack to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Is that true that that's a year round experience? That's a little bit of an accusation, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I was preparing kind of mentally to talk about that tonight, and I tried it on a friend of mine today, and she said, you know, one of the common traits of psychopaths is that they listen to Christmas music year-round. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably not true. <laughs> but yeah, I jogged, to, I jogged to Charlie Brown in June. I understand you've constructed a Christmas Lego village. Yeah, they sell Lego has these, you know, there's a hotel, uh-huh. we've got a bakery, and there's a little ice skating rink. <laughs> there's a cute little couple that's like thinking about getting pretty serious. They hang out by the ice skating rink with the saxophone guy <laughs> yeah. a lot. There's a post office. You should come by. Yeah, we just decided the ceramic one wasn't quite us. I so see. we went all out with the Legos. You, you know this is a sign of psychopaths, right? <laughs> <laughs> we put the village away. Uh-huh. March or so. <laughs> Is this the kids' Legos or yours? They get in trouble if they touch the Legos. (laughs) Yeah, we have kids' Legos, and we have, I I say, those are mama's Legos, okay? Your Legos are over there. Isaac, what are you and the fray working on into 2018? Man, I don't know exactly. We're we're 15 years in, 
And uh, I think we're all sort of like in a let up on the gas right before we shift gears. And, and I don't know, we're still playing. We played a show at Red Rocks this last summer and it was incredible. We'll, we'll play some more this year. Joe, one of my dear bandmates, just moved to LA. And uh, Dave, one of my other dear bandmates, just moved to Ohio. And they're all married and babies and everybody's in their mid-30s and we're all like, man, this is nice, like waking up in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we'll play another show in town probably the next year. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having Happy us. holidays. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. You too. Isaac Slade of the Fray and his wife, Anna. Now for some holiday laughs. Comedian Josh Blue won NBC's reality competition Last Comic Standing in 2006. He lives in Denver and has since released specials with Comedy Central, Showtime, and Amazon. Often he cracks jokes about his disability, claiming to, quote, put the cerebral in cerebral palsy. Here's Josh Blue. Oh, oh, thank you. Hey. Oh, thank you for having me tonight, guys. It's uh, so exciting. Uh, I, uh, I know a lot of you know who I am. I'm also aware that maybe this is your first time seeing me. And if that's the case, I'm pretty sure you're like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> the homeless guy got in here. <laughs> I love Colorado. I live here. Colfax, man, I fit right in there. I'll tell you that much. Just another wobbly guy in the sidewalk. <laughs> I love it here, man. I love Denver. It's a great city, isn't it? Just had somebody come up to me on the street go, hey man, are you in town? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Just keep looking for me, okay? <laughs> I'll be wearing this. <laughs> Maybe not a good joke for radio, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I love telling jokes, it feels good, you know? When you're laughing and you're not thinking about your horrible life, you know? <laughs> so we've all been through some rough times, but the way I look at it is every day that I get to be alive, I just try to live the hell out of that. Because, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> the truth of the matter is we're all gonna die, and uh, probably some of you soon. <laughs> Like I said, I live here in Denver, I love our town, but I, I just bought a house, uh, and I guess I didn't realize how close it was uh, in location to the Purina dog food plant. <laughs> I guess every day the, uh, that I went to like check the house out, the wind was blowing in the other direction. And now that I uh, live there three or four times a week, you know, you just go outside and you can like taste the dog food, you're like, Oh, God, oh, 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 I'm just out in the yard, like, oh, the worst part is this makes me so damn hungry. <laughs> I love it. I am a handyman. I bought an old house, and I like to do projects, and whenever I'm out there in the yard using tools, I got a neighbor that comes over, he's like, hey, man, you're making us really nervous. <laughs> I'm like, how do you think I 
Dafür. <lacht> this just happened to me the other day. Uh, I don't know, this happens to me a couple times a year. I'll be out at a restaurant with a bunch of friends hanging out, and uh, the server will go around the table and take everybody's order. And then when they get to me, they'll be like, and what will he have? <laughs> Last time, my buddy was like, I'm guessing to talk with your manager. <laughs> Free dinner. <laughs> now that I know that little trick, I'm just exaggerating when I walk in like, ah. <laughs> Hey, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. How much of that was done on the fly? How much of that did you plan? Um, I did not plan any of that, man. I was, really? I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I just, I just go on stage and hope it comes out again. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> When you go on stage, do you feel every time like you have to explain your disability? I did at first, like when I first came on the scene, I definitely have some explaining to do. If you don't know me, you're definitely uncomfortable. Uh, but now that you do know me, you're still pretty uncomfortable, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you find something funny in the world, how do you catalog it? How do you remember it for a joke later? I've never written anything down, like I just, um, I wouldn't be able to read it, number one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying, guys. I'm like, uh, uh. Need like 18 pages for one line, you know? I feel like I shouldn't laugh, you know. No, no, you, you definitely should laugh. I could, okay, okay. I can make it a lot more uncomfortable if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Are the holidays particularly funny to you, Josh Blue? <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, uh, too much bing bada dong, all right? I've heard enough. No, I like it. It's fun, but it's, you know, uh, having my own kids now and creating a new, a new tradition. You have a son, Simon, and your daughter is Seika. Seika, yeah. Yeah. What new traditions are you creating? We uh, go to my uh, cabin and burn Christmas trees. <laughs> uh, you guys do what you want, okay? I don't, <laughs> just... Thank you for being with us. Happy holidays. Oh, is that what got that, me kicked out? Get the hook. Okay, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Pleasure, Thanks so much. Josh Blue, everyone. This is the Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza, and still to come, Boulder banjo player Jamie Stone with a Hanukkah classic. He shares the story of how it inspired a Christmas favorite. This is Colorado Public Radio.
Today is your deadline to make a year-end contribution to Colorado Public Radio. CPR Classical has been here for you throughout the year, bringing you live broadcasts, exclusive studio performance sessions, and thoughtful commentary. Giving now will help support another year of the uplifting and engaging music you enjoy every day. For tax purposes, all year-end gifts must be received or postmarked by today. Thank you for giving online at CPR.org, and from all of us here at Colorado Public Radio, Happy New Year! From Colorado Public Radio, it's the second annual Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza at Denver's Newman Center for the Performing Arts. Once again, here's your host, Ryan Warner. Our next guest's voice has been called as smooth and rich as cream. Soprano Christy Conover lives in Denver and works with CU Boulder's opera program, She says on Christmas Day, there's a household rule in her family, a rule that her parents still enforce. What is this ironclad tradition? Mm, Well, there's actually two rules. The first one is that you cannot change out of your pajamas the entire day. Okay. And the second rule is that there's no big Christmas dinner. There's actually Christmas pizza. It's homemade pizza. Homemade pizza. And do your... Parents, does your family have a particular, I don't know, acumen for making pizza? There is a secret family recipe. Oh. So um, my parents happen to be here tonight, but don't ask them because they're not going to tell you. They run a pizza restaurant? Well, they did. Um, It's a little mom and pop restaurant in Billings, Montana in the 70s and 80s called Little Pizzas. Somewhat similar, but the the pizza is definitely a, a family favorite. Will you tell us about the song you've prepared for us? Yes. Gesù Bambino is in Italian, written by an Italian, kind of around 1900. And it will be familiar to you because it takes one of the traditional carols and and weaves it into kind of his new melody that he put to it. But it's a beautiful, very, um, we call it an earworm. You know, it just kind of sticks in your ear and goes in circles around and around and never goes away. But so we, we blame you for this. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
Denver soprano Christy Conover with her accompanist, Beth Nielsen. Conover also runs a concert series called The Fine-Tuned Society. It's Colorado banjo player Jamie Stone. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Ryan. Jamie, Hanukkah must be a treat for you. I don't know many other musicians in Colorado who love blending the old and the new quite like you do. And you've brought a pianist, Paul Fowler. Nice to see you, Paul. Paul's with the music program at Naropa University. And you guys are going to reach way back with a Hanukkah classic, Rock of Ages.
I heard what you did there. That was a sly transition, Jamie Stone. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then that Hanukkah classic, Rock of Ages. Uh, what would be the connection there to you, Jamie? Well, it turns out that a lot of uh, American classic Christmas songs were actually composed by Jewish composers in the 40s and 50s. Um, yeah, Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas, and Mel Torme wrote Chestnuts Roasting. So, you know, there's some connection. This song, Rock of Ages, often gets sung after the candle lighting at Hanukkah. The holiday celebrates Jews winning their freedom uh, about 2,000 years ago from Syrian and Greek rulers. What else can you tell us about what this song means to you or this time of year means to you? Yeah, well, I found out um, just recently that actually the song dates back to the 13th century. It was an old folk song um, that slowly, you know, collected all these, uh, you know, Jewish lore and history and then uh, eventually got connected to Hanukkah, but only like a hundred years ago. So um, oh. it's, a, it's a very old song. Um, but this was like the only Hanukkah song that we sang in my family. And I, I had this very clear memory, um, but an unreliable memory of my grandmother singing it. And, and so, you know, when you guys called to see if I could uh, come up with a Hanukkah song, I, I called my grandmother and I had this sort of like very romantic idea that she would sing me something on the phone and then I would like learn it again wistfully from my childhood. And, and she adamantly refused to sing, um, <laughs> told me she couldn't carry a tune and never had. So apparently she had hid behind the rest of the family while we sang um, and was just kind of like the conductor. And uh, I even tried to like appeal to her sense of history and I said, you know, this will be so great and I'll teach it to my children and they'll teach it to their children. Maybe we'll have a recording of it forever and nothing, nothing worked. She's like a, a very stalwart 90-something-year-old. Uh, um, <laughs> so I went out on my own and, 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 you know. Well, I'm sorry we couldn't hear her. Yeah. Boulder singer-songwriter Jamie Stone with Paul Fowler on the piano. Thank you. have more holiday music and memories for you coming up a saucy rendition of Santa Baby and a Kwanzaa story plus a rising star in country music who grew up in the tiny town of Iliff on Colorado's eastern plains this is the Colorado Matters holiday extravaganza from CPR News Hi, I'm Monica Vischer, Program Director of CPR Classical. If you're looking for great holiday music to lift your spirits right now, we have what you need. Your favorite carols and African-American spirituals for Christmas. You can listen on the radio and on demand now. Just click on CPR Classical at CPR.org. Welcome back to the Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza at Denver's Newman Center for the Performing Arts. I'm Charlie Sampson with Andy Hackbarth and his band. And here's your host again, CPR's Ryan Warner. Eartha Kitt, the late singer and actor who played Catwoman in the 1960s TV series Batman, was a force to be reckoned with. She was a big success as a black woman when it wasn't easy to be either of those things in show business. This is from a television interview she gave. The reporter asks, 
if a man came into her life, wouldn't she want to compromise for him? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. <laughs> A man comes into my life and you have to compromise? For what? For what? Well, her response there etched itself into Danette Hollowell's memory. The Denver jazz singer is here to sing a song Eartha Kitt made famous, Santa Baby. tree for me I've been an awful good girl Santa baby so hurry down that chimney tonight Santa cutie a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby and by Denver jazz singer Danette Hollowell, who attended Denver School of the Arts, and she's making her way over to our sofa for some conversation. So what did you think when you heard Eartha Kitt laughing off the idea of compromising herself for a man? Well, I don't know if you heard that laugh. It's, it's a bit disturbing at first. You're like, whoa. <laughs> she yep. is not playing, but... Um... Sometimes as women, we think, oh, you know, I'll give a little, I'll take a little. And absolutely, relationships are give and take. But I think it's really important for women to discover who you are and sort of stand in that truth. Um, you shouldn't change just because there's another person in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does Eartha Kitt mean to you generally? 
A lot of times I research these uh, women who are icons in jazz and entertainment, um, particularly black women. We have very similar stories. Um, my family's from the South. I grew up in church. She was a dancer. I was originally a dancer. Um, I ended up having a child and it changed my body and it changed my future. But I ended up on a jazz stage one day about 10 years ago and it's been the love of my life mm. above all else, jazz. I understand you love as well Christmas, but you are sick of how commercial it's gotten. Yes. And so some years ago, you were a, a single mom worried about paying the bills, buying presents, and that turned you onto a holiday created in 1966 by a professor in California called Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Will you share a bit about that time in your life and how it led you to Kwanzaa? Yeah, so around the time I found Kwanzaa was the same time I found jazz. So um, I fell in love. I have two beautiful children. One of them is actually here tonight. And I found myself in between a rock and a hard space. Here is this amazing experience. I get to get on stage. I got this scholarship to sing jazz at UCD. University of Colorado, Denver. Mm -hmm. In a program called the Claim Jumpers. And their focus is to ensure that young generations continue to take this music into the future. It's very important to the people that fund that program. So I find this thing, I don't want to give it up. It's not the most lucrative, right? Um, but I have these two children. I'm working in a restaurant full-time, part-time, depending on when I can get gigs. And money's really tight around the holidays, this particular holiday. So I look for free things to do, fun things to do for the holidays. And I lived in the Five Points area for about 15 years. And I heard that there was this really amazing event for Kwanzaa going on at Brother Jeff's. So we walk over, and it turns out to be Ujima. I think that's how you say it. Ujima. So the each night. night of Kwanzaa has... Seven principles. Seven principles. Seven nights, seven principles. Similar to Hanukkah, mm. but Hanukkah is more rooted in a religion as opposed to um, Kwanzaa is more about community and principles. And I really appreciated that Kwanzaa had all of these concepts like, you know, you're not supposed to spend all of your money on presents. It's really about coming together. And if you must give something, you should make it. You should make presents to give to people. You should have personal touches. It should be food. And on this night, Ujima, it was collective work and responsibility, I believe, is that principle. And everyone was instructed to write a problem they had on, on a dry erase board. And I had no idea what was going to happen. So I wrote, you know, I need money to go back to school. I got to figure out my life, right? And people are like, I need help emptying out my garage. I need, I need a tutor for my child. And at the end of the night, he sort of put us all on the spot and say, okay, this, this brother right here really needs a tutor for his child. This elderly woman needs some strong men to come over and help her clean out her garage. And when they got to mine, I sort of stood up and was like, oh, yeah. You were embarrassed. <laughs> Everybody stop. I was embarrassed. I didn't know what the game was. Nobody needs to help me pay for school, you know? Everybody, don't worry, skip that one, skip that one. And they were like, absolutely not. Ujima's about making the community problems my problems. How can we help each other? And everybody started shouting out, I have $5, I have $20, I have $6, I have, you know, some people wrote checks. And by the time it was done, people had given me like $780 to go back to school. Mm. And I didn't even know these people. And, yeah. Danette Hollowell is a Denver jazz singer, and most often she's backed by her band, The Old Souls. Thanks so much. Thank you. How about a little country now? When Braden Zink plays in his hometown on Colorado's Eastern Plains, 
His audience is often several times bigger than the town. He's from Eilif, population 266, and Braden, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You live in Austin, Texas now, but I understand you were in Eilif recently, and you had to play in a cornfield, is that right? Yes, so I, uh, I've been singing for about four years now, and I kind of started in those bars, and I didn't have any CDs to sell or anything, so I finally put some songs together, uh, hired some musicians, and I put an album together. So we came back, and I said, well, where are we going to do it? I want a lot of people there. It's always one in, one out, and some of these honky-tonks that I'm playing. So a friend says, let's do it in our cornfield. That's redneck right there. <laughs> so we did that, and uh, we had about 400 pre-sales, and, which I was very excited about, and then we had another 1,100 through the gate. So I was very... <laughs> Very excited for that and humbled. And the food is right there when you play in a cornfield, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I understand the very first instrument you played was at your grandmother's house. What are are your earliest memories of playing music? So she had this like little tiny organ. Uh, She taught me how to read music and I just sat in front of that thing playing a bunch of Christmas tunes. Uh, Later, like seventh grade, I bought a a $15 or $30 guitar from Walmart and just taught myself. So, And taught yourself? Yes, sir. How, how did you do that? Uh, actually, I sat in front of my grandma's old records and listened to Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Johnny Paycheck, and just tried to li- listen to it and play it on my guitar. And I bought a little book and I learned like two chords. <laughs> so I just wow. kind of... I'd actually sleep with my radio on and whenever I'd hear a song, I'd wake myself up somehow and I'd sit there and try to learn it so that's remarkable why don't we hear an elvis classic all right blue christmas i'll have a blue christmas without you i'll be so blue just thinking about you Decorations of red on a green Christmas tree Won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me And when those blue snowflakes start falling That's when those blue Memories start calling You'll be doing all right With your Christmas of white Oh, but I'll have a blue a Blue, blue, blue Christmas Oh, but I'll have a blue a Blue, blue, blue Christmas Have a blue Christmas without you I'll be so blue Just thinking about you Decorations of red On a green Christmas tree Won't be the same, dear If you're not here with me And when those blue Snowflakes start falling 
That's when those blue memories start calling You'll be doing alright with your Christmas of white Oh, but I'll have a blue, blue Christmas blue Christmas I'm certain that's when those blue heartaches start hurting you'll be doing alright with your Christmas white oh but I'll have a blue blue Christmas you'll be doing alright with your Christmas white oh but I'll have a blue, blue Christmas Thank you very much Braden Zink with Blue Christmas and your new album is Too Small to Be Me about your hometown what's that title mean? Does that mean you can't be on the eastern plains in Iliff? So, like you said, there's, uh, I think you said 266. I, I took the population of early 2000s, and it was uh, about 174, I believe. And so I, I just said I, I can only do so much with my music in that small town. So I loved it, and I swore I'd always live there forever. And then I started writing music, and I figured I have to go somewhere else. So I set sails for Austin, Texas. Braden Zink, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Meg McGuire is 16. She lives in Aurora, and in addition to attending high school, she's a member of a professional theater company, Family, made up of performers with a range of disabilities. And she's going to sing White Christmas for us.
Meg McGuire of Aurora, accompanied by pianist Beth Nielsen. And thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I loved your phrasing in Christmas, says. It was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Unexpected. <laughs> what made you pick White Christmas? One of our favorite Christmas movies to watch in my house is um, White Christmas. And that's a song that my dad taught me. I just really like the lyrics and the way that it makes people feel, you know, like Christmas time is snow and happiness and light and joy. <laughs> have you sung it for him, for your father? Yes, I have. I imagine that's a moving experience for him. <laughs> I hope so. I mentioned that you're a member of the theater troupe Family, yes. which features actors and singers with a range of disabilities. Your arm ends just below your elbow. Mm -hmm. You were born with this. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, has this made a difference in your in your acting career or singing career? Yeah, it has. Like, there have been times I know I've been turned down for roles because the role required two arms and I didn't have it. Um, <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> obviously. What, what, what kind of role requires two arms? I'm just curious. What kind of role requires um, two arms? I don't know. That's a good question for the people who've been turning me down. So. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> You have also been diagnosed with Asperger's, which is a condition on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I heard that early on you were hesitant to speak, but that you were comfortable speaking if it was in movie lines. Is that true? Yeah. I can remember annoying my parents since the first moment I learned to turn on the television and watch what I wanted to watch. I don't know why I was so afraid to speak. I think I just couldn't form my own words. But watching actors and listening to music told me how to like express my emotions and interact with the world. So Do you I remember was... a particular line or movie? Oddly enough, it was The Grinch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so whenever my parents would ask anything, I would respond with, like the Grinch's line, like, now you're doomed. And my parents would be like, okay. <laughs> I just asked you if you wanted white or wheat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it was a little confusing, and my mother and father would tell me to stop talking in movie talk, but they didn't know that that was the only way I communicated, so I was very quiet after they limited my... my Repertoire. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I don't know what you want me to say, so. 
Well, you, you have a lot to say today, don't you? I have a lot to say every day, and that's like the problem, so. <laughs> Meg, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. That's 16-year-old Megan McGuire of Colorado's Family Theater Company. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> Ska music originated in Jamaica in the 1950s, a blend of folk music, calypso, and jazz horns. Roca Weka is a Latin ska band from Denver, and here they are with Si Pudiera Volar, If I Could Fly.
das, mi amor. Thank you. Denver Latin ska band Roca Hueca with Si Pudiera Volar, If I Could Fly. The lead singer is Andy Gonzalez, and he's in our living room. Happy holidays. Thank you for having us. Will you tell us about this song and its connection to Christmas? Wow. Well, when I just first came to this country, it was really tough for me. Uh, especially because it was around Christmas time. And um, just being here away from a lot of special people, family, friends, loved ones, it's really hard. Where had you come from? Uh, I am from uh, Mexico, from Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Woo! <laughs> Hell yeah! You can applaud to that. <laughs> yes. And it was a difficult Christmas, that first Christmas in yes, the U.S. Yes, it was tough. I mean, I just had my, basically just my mom and I spending Christmas. So we decided to go to my uncle's to try to not feel like this loneliness, you know. Mm. So it was hard. And uh, this song, If I Could Fly, tell me about it. It just says exactly what I felt that time. Uh, si pudiera volar, if I could fly, just to be with that special person just to give them a hug, to kiss them, to say, I love you. And a lot of people, they don't have that opportunity to see their family, their friends. And it's, it's really hard. That's why I decided to, to write this, this, this song, the lyrics. We described your band as Latin ska. We heard the music, but tell me what Latin ska is, where it came from. Wow, well, ska music came from the late 50s. Uh, in Jamaica, uh, Latin ska started around the 80s, huh. Mexico, South America, and it's getting bigger and bigger every single day. You will have to go to CPR.org to see just how dapper you are, and <laughs> unfortunately, you won't be able to see your cool moves as you sang that song. <laughs> I imagine that this Christmas might be a little better than your first oh, yeah, totally, year. Totally, totally. Yes, yes, yes. I mean... I have my beautiful wife, I have two kids, you know, my mom is still here, and I have so many friends, I mean, these beautiful friends right here, yes, my band, you know, band. and uh, it's amazing. Seven. Seven members, seven members of Roca Hueca. Well, happy holidays, guys. Thank you. Same to you. Denver Latin ska band Roca Hueca with If I Could Fly, and it's time for us to fly. I'm Ryan Warner. Thanks for spending time with us, and happy holidays, everyone. That's the Colorado Matters Holiday Extravaganza, directed by Nathan Heffel, produced by Stephanie Wolf, Michelle Fulcher, Rachel Estabrook, Andrea Dukakis, Anthony Cotton, and Shauna Lewis. Engineered by Matt Hers, Dave Fender was in charge of microphone removal. Special thanks to the crew at the University of Denver's Newman Center for the Performing Arts. Your host was Ryan Warner. And our house music, Andy Hackbarth and his band. I'm Charlie Sampson. 
wishing you all a very happy holiday season. This is Colorado Public Radio.